What's up, sports fans? Welcome to the first ever Sunday sit-down. Hopefully, I'm going to make it a regular thing on the Sports by Fry podcast. Pretty exciting times. March is always a good uh, good month in the sporting calendar. We've got the NBA playoff race heating up. I'm going to discuss that a little bit today. Some of the award races as well. Some of them are surprisingly wide open with just about 12 games left. I'm going to touch on the March Madness in the... NCAA tournament, my bracket has already gone to complete mess, but I know I'm not alone, so that's okay. Um, And then finally, right at the end, touch a little bit on the new AFL season, which starts in about five or six days. It's come up pretty quickly. Really exciting. Make sure that you subscribe to the channel if you enjoy it. Um, Give us a rating and review on iTunes. Don't forget to check out sportsbyfry.com. I made all the picks for... The games today on my weekly Sunday picks, some of them have already tipped off, but uh, make sure that you read about that. Today I'll be welcoming my co-host in as well, pretty exciting, he'll be joining me for most, if not all of these Sunday sit-downs, so without further ado, let's go. Alright, welcome, time to get started, so um, of course I need to introduce my co-host, his name is Jake. Do you have an alias or something you want to go by? Nah, not really. No? So Jake... It'll develop. develop. Yeah, we'll find something. I'm sure the more that we do this, the the more that a nickname or something will catch on. All right. Yeah, pretty... Like I was saying at the lead-off, March is always a good, exciting time. I love March Madness. It's pretty sick. Like, if you haven't been following March Madness, the number 16 seed... UMBC? BC. Yeah. I, I thought it was CB. I was calling them CB for ages. Anyway, University of Baltimore beat Virginia like the number one overall seed. The first time a 16 seed's beat a one seed. That's hard to believe it's the first time it's yeah. ever happened. Virginia's had like a couple of heartbreaking losses in the tournament. Poor bastards. Poor things. Yeah. I guess that's what happens when you're the one seed, but you don't necessarily have like a superstar player. Yeah, that's it, true. You can fall apart. That's the, that's the problem with not having a one star player who you, who you know down the stretch is going to deliver. Like, a team can just have a bad stretch, whereas yeah. a player can often sort of pull you out of that. But That's a good that. call. They did as well lose um, their best guy to injury, like, right on the edge of the tournament. Because they, they only lost two games all year. And then heading into the tournament, like, in the gap, they lost DeAndre Hunter, who's, like, their best defender as yeah, well. Right. So. That's pretty massive in the tourney as well, like, yeah. your best defensive player. So Pretty huge. Right. All right, so we've talked a little bit about college ball. Let's get stuck into some NBA. Um, We'll probably touch a little bit on March Madness again just before we close out the show, but I want to talk about the award races to start off. So I'm pretty sure Harden's got the MVP sewn up, right? Like no one's... Unless Davis does something crazy in the next 10 days, there's no no way that anyone can catch him. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Although his defense is so suspect to me. Like I've I sort of watched it over the last three or four years and he is like genuinely as bad as the memes kind of kind of make him out to be. So Yeah, okay. That's like it it hurts my soul to say he's leading and he's probably gonna get it, but he will. Yeah. Um yeah, but I hate seeing a bad defense. It's funny, like I was thinking Damian Lillard's been like balling out, he could maybe make a stretch. But like I don't think anyone's catching Harden either. But it's crazy to think that Westbrook's doing very similar to what he did last year and no one's even mentioning. I mean, the expectations on this year were a bit higher with Melo and yeah, Paul George true. joining him. But, but yeah, it's funny. Still, where are they sitting in the East, uh, West 6 at the moment? Something like About, that, yeah. Uh, like, and they've been, there's been periods where they were 4th like, and they could very easily because it's so wide open in the West. 
it wouldn't surprise four, me. The fourth seed. Yeah, and exactly. He's still averaging a triple double. Well, they're, they're sitting fourth right now. It wouldn't surprise me if they hung around that spot. But it's, it's just yeah. yeah, it's funny. People just don't like Russell. I, I think he's such a polarizing bloke. Yeah. So I, it makes sense. But yeah, Harden surely got that wrapped up. Um, I think the only the only one that's really close to the Defensive Player of the Year award because Lou yeah. Williams will easily get six. All right, man. so yeah, let's go through them. Lou Will wins six man Rookie yeah. of the Year. Ben Simmons. Yeah, Simmons or or Mitchell. I yeah. would pick Simmons at the moment. Same. I did a piece. I think it was a. Out a month ago, it was just after the All Star break, and I was talking about how Simmons and Mitchell were like in a class of their own from the rest of the rookie pack, yeah, and it was pretty yeah. even then. But I think Simmons has had like three triple doubles in the last week or two. Like, yeah, well, who's the third and fourth in the in the rookies? rookie? Carl Kuzma's probably up there. Kuzma, yeah, he's had a great season. Oh, Tatum's had a good yeah, season. Yeah, Dennis Smith maybe in the top five. Yeah, as there's well, no but... one close, but boy, it's been a good rookie class. Like, and there's a lot of guys who miss minutes or sort of have been injured. Yeah. Like John Isaac, who's, what, was he the sixth pick or eighth pick or something? Yeah, he missed a big chunk of time. He was the sixth pick and he could, memory. He could genuinely be a great player for yeah. Orlando. Like, there's a lot of... This is going to be a really strong draft class, but it's surely it's surely Simmons. It'll be interesting to see how this draft class stacks up against the next one. Like, I love the incoming draft class. Yeah, yeah, it'll be very interesting. Very different batch of players. Like, a lot mm. of players, types of players we've never seen before. Simmons, obviously, is really... Un- Unlike anything we've seen before, yeah, except is. maybe LeBron, but they play they do it a lot differently. Um, Mitchell's just like the most explosive thing we've seen come out yeah. of. Yeah, um, he reminds me of like ages. a young Dwayne Wade. Where did he play in college? Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. yeah, right. Okay, good program. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so he's sewn up the rookie. Well, one of the two anyway. Um, head co- coach of the year. I got Dwayne Casey. Easily Dwayne Casey. You could maybe make a case for like oh, I was going to say D'Antoni, but like they haven't shot up too much from last year no. even though they're playing a tough conference the only one maybe for me is Stevens could, yeah, could make a case because he's like done it with the injuries I was going to say Terry Stotts as well for the yeah, Blazers that's a good point he's oh, probably that's second lately. that's only the last little batch though you're right yeah Before I thought that, I was like, so wrong in Portland I thought they would finish like exactly at 500 and just I think they've they've hit their straps at like the perfect time like mm. they've, they've almost been lucky that some people have felt fallen like San Antonio the Wolves have dropped yep um, and they've just come together at the right time same as Utah Utah sort of made this big push from 10th place and now they're they're, they're like honestly they could finish their win big, streak was honestly. insane they still might they've just got such a good defence they, they play at such a different pace than yeah. the rest of the NBA it's really interesting alright we'll tie into some more playoff race stuff in a minute but Let's close it, finish off the award talk. That's about it. I mean, the all-NBA teams are going to be really tough to pick. Yeah, you, but you can't pick those, really. The, the last three weeks were honestly... Like, think about the guard spots. you got Curry, Westbrook, Harden, Lillard, Kyrie, DeRozan. Yeah. I haven't even mentioned... You might even... They'll put DeRozan in, the fourth, yeah. uh, in a forward position just for... Yeah, probably. Just for simplicity's anyway. sake. So. All-NBA is going to be tough. But, yeah, Defensive Player of the Year. I honestly have no idea who's going to win this. I don't think anyone really has an idea, right? It's like, insane to it think that the, ga- the season's like 12 games away from being over yeah. and there's about five dudes that you could be like, yep. Usually there's a like pick. a genuine, at least two or three genuine front runners, but there's like none at this, at this point in the season. I know. Like, it's really interesting. Who have you got? So I think it depends a little bit on how they close out the season, but I think they'll finish strong and get a top four seed in the West. So I think Paul George will probably get it. Paul George. His numbers without Roberson in the lineup though are pretty trash. Yeah. I don't have him in front of me, but I remember hearing that like 
his defensive rating. Yeah, is they were great average. together. Yeah, yeah, it's really fascinating that. They've still got a top three or, f- or five defence, I think, which is mm-hmm. going to help them a lot. He but still honestly, might lead the league in steals, but like we were just talking before we started recording, we looked back at like the steals leaders each year compared to like who won Defensive Player of the Year, yeah. and they were all over the shop. Like, Only did you Draymond say Cur- Green last year. You say year. Curry led the league that Kawhi won it or something? Yeah, with the last Kawhi Defensive Player of the Year, Curry led it. It's just obvious, and like Kawhi wasn't even in the top ten. So obviously... It, it doesn't have a huge bearing on who wins the not really defensive player. It, like so, yeah. it factors, but it, it seems more like I think Paul George is yeah is right. Up. But Paul yeah, um, I was also just want to say that Rudy Gobert had he played enough games, I reckon he would uh, easily win it. There's a few people talking about it right now. Uh, I was looking at the Ringer, and they mm. were saying that they think that Gobert could still get it. Like, well, he's played 44 games this year. So Utah's got 12 50, left, so he'll get to 56 close, if he plays the rest, of the, the, rest of the season. That's probably not enough for mine, but... I think 60's almost like a benchmark number. Yeah, 60 feels about right. Anything less than that, you, it would be pretty tough to give, a, give yeah. the award, I think. I, I had, um, from that OKC team, interestingly enough, I actually mm. had Stephen Adams being the, okay. more, the more impressive defensive player. I think he does the most defensively for them. I'd not be unhappy with him winning it. He deserves it. Because <laughs> really, you look at... Uh, you look at the any player Paul George can guard, Russell can pretty much match up on him. Mm-hmm. Russell's a decent enough defender, athletic yeah. enough to cover anyone. In fact, he's he was always considered a good defender, Russell. Yeah, he uh, plays with that like high energy. That... Yeah, and that real dog in him. Yeah, and yeah. even like Melo's never been a great defender, but he's still like a, a decent enough body with enough athleticism to cover most like slow guards or yeah. slow forwards that Paul George would cover anyway. So I don't feel like there's like a big hole when Paul George is off, especially if Roberson is on anyway. Yeah. Well, I he's, think he's done now. Like, obviously, yeah. yeah. But like at the start of the season, it, you could split it any, either way. But Adams for me on Oklahoma, yeah, okay. just that what he does for them like is, is incredible. Like you, you, know, you always know when he's on the court because he affects your shot. I think great shot blockers, that's why they often get... I remember like, year. I think it was the year that... They lost to Golden State in seven games. I was like, oh, Stephen Adams just could like become one of the best bigs in the league. He, like, he had a really great series, and he kind of has just flatlined the last couple of years. He's definitely... I would still call him a top 10 big, though, to be honest. Like, great defender, solid offensively, does all the little things. He's right up there. Tough as nails. He's only 24. He's, yeah, he's... It's pretty exciting. He really them. doesn't get enough. Chur- I guess there's such great, great... Um, young bigs coming into the league, which yeah. actually leads me on to who I have second in Defensive Player of the Year, mm-hmm. and that's Embiid. Yeah, okay. The, uh, the Sixers have the second stingiest defense percentage-wise in the league. Mm-hmm. Like, they're ahead of Utah. They're ahead of a lot of great teams. Um, he's, when he's on, they're a number one defense. He he's so exciting. Shots. I love what he's He is. He's so athletic. He, he's... You know, what's he averaging defensive rebound-wise? Must be close to 10. Probably close to the lead, yeah. And, like, when you put him on the field with, like, a 7-foot point guard, like, the yeah. length problems, Covington's 6'10", Saric is 6'10", they're real They're well, real There you go. Joel Embiid's fifth in the league in... Oh, no, sorry. Rebound? Defensive rebounds a game. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he's, he's, like he's a top yeah, 10 defensive... Uh, rebounder I, I think Embiid would probably be second did you have anyone else sort of floating around or not really Giannis was up there but I th- don't think he can 
Like the Bucks defense has been miserable. Yeah. That's kind of why Jason Kidd lost his job. Yeah. So I mean, I know one player doesn't change a whole team's defense, but you can't be in the conversation for defensive player of the year if your team's really bad at defense. I definitely agree. But the guy I had for defensive player of the year, and, and no one's really talking talking about him, which kind of sucks, is Andre Drummond. Like leading the yeah. league in rebounds, yeah. well and truly, like yeah. at a number we haven't seen for a while. Like he's. The highest defense or highest rebounder per game mm. that we've seen in quite a few seasons. Uh, Detroit is the fourth best defense. Uh, sorry, the eighth best defense in the league, which you might not expect. But what, like according to points per game? Or... <laughs> points per game, field yeah, right. goal percentage is a bit bit different. But if you actually look at this two point field goal defense, yeah, it's actually quite good. It's their three point defense, which is bad. So which is isn't really Drummond's forte. So I yeah. think you know he's averaging. A couple of blocks a game, a steal a game, all those rebounds. And they've got a, a really solid defense for a pretty shitty team. So. I think what will hurt him the most will be the fact that they'll miss the playoffs, which perfectly yeah. leads into what I want to talk about next. Yeah. That's, that's what we call a, uh, a segue yeah. in, the, in, the in the business. Yeah. Um, yeah. He and Blake, when they got Blake, I was like, wow, this team's going to make the playoffs. Mm. And as it stands right now, they're six and a half games behind the eight spot. So I they're, they're the, not going to make it. But the problem isn't their defence. That's the thing. Like, yeah. I know they'll miss, but it's, not, it's literally not because of their defence. Like, they have a good defence. Yeah. Their offence is just absolute trash, which makes sense with Drummond mm-hmm. on the court. Like, he's not a good offensive player, although he scores the bucket. Yeah. Well, let's transition into talking about the playoffs or sure. the seeding. So, out east, Toronto's at the top. Boston's five games behind them. And then it's a bit of a logjam. There's about three, three through eight. There's only three and a half games separating them. The Cavs are in third right now. But, yeah, then we go Washington, Indiana. Interestingly enough, Oklahoma are up at halftime over the Raptors right now. And I tip them to win. So that, that could be a bit of a big win. Although the Raptors have a big lead. Yeah. yeah. Check out the uh, Sunday picks at sportswifry.com. I did say that OKC would win. I called it a, a gut feeling. Yeah, Which but... is big in the, in the West playoff race. Huge. Think about yeah, it. Yeah, so it's huge. just quick, before we dive into the West, is there anything that like interests you about the East? Uh, well, it's pretty much set. Really, the, as it stands right now, the top though, eight is locked. Yeah, it is. Um, but I'm talking. Like, I think potential the sixes, sixes move up. Right? So do I. They've got a really easy schedule. I think almost the easiest in the league from I here on out. I can see the Wizards dropping with the no John Wall. Although when's Wall back? I don't actually. Have he a did. Timeline. It must be soon. Right? He did basketball. He's he wanted like basketball activities. Yeah, he's so been five and zero. Oh, yeah. Like, so that was last week. So he yeah. must be pretty close. In yeah. all they have a pretty tough schedule left over, but yeah, Philly has the easiest schedule in the league. So right, yeah. I think that they'll. I'm <laughs> kind of hope that they do climb because I really don't want the Cavaliers to play them in the first round. I can that really would just see. Scare me. I can really see the Heat giving some headaches. Mm. Like you know, Dragic All Star, Sam Whiteside is an All Star if he ever plays the amount of games. Yeah. Like, and they've they've just got some exciting wings and some quite athletic people. Dwayne Wade doing his like thing oh yeah, the bench Dwayne for Wade's them. there. Honestly, it's just to- been awesome. I've totally forgotten that he's he's there. So you're right. Like that's a big thing. So I could see the Heat doing some damage. They could a bit. I'm, I don't think that like Dwayne Wade had this little renaissance where he was averaging like 20 points over five games. Something like crazy like that. Yeah. But well, it wasn't that long ago that the Heat were the fourth seed. Yeah. And I, I could see them doing a lot of damage. Just well, yeah, with we... Whiteside, like a, a really good A1 yeah. shot blocker. 
that that makes a difference. With in, only in three and a half games like, separating third and eighth, you could see them making a bit of a run. And like, all, in, in all honesty, you look at the the top eight, right? It's the Raptors, Celtics, Cavs, Wizards. No great big men, mm. right? Pacers, well, Al Horford's solid, but he's solid, but he's not a genuine big man. Like you wouldn't want him going up against Whiteside. No, like Whiteside would body him. Pacers do have Miles um, Turner, who's nice, and the Sixers. But everyone else in the East doesn't have good bigs. So just quietly, Miles Turner, what a disappointing year. I thought he was going to like push for an All Star. He's been he's, he's been hurt. No continuity, and that's a tough thing for a young kid. Like he always, it's easy to write a youngster off when yeah. he's been injured. But like they've never dealt with that. They've never had long rehab Stint on the side Yeah, rehab. Like that. I've done. It'd be pretty psychologically like tough as well. That's right. I've done. I've done ten weeks on the sideline once and coming back from it was so hard like you just don't feel right even when yeah. you are right you don't feel like don't have that trust you, behind yeah, your like body if, you, yeah. if it was yeah. a joint issue it's not right if it was a shoulder issue like it just lags a lot yeah. of them lag they're kind so. of set up to be okay for the future they are, yeah they're, they're looking nice but I think honestly no yeah the All sixes right. will jump up and the heat cool alright let's look at the west this is nuts so about a week ago we were talking about who we thought would miss the playoffs. Mm. I did say originally the Clippers and the Spurs, and you said the Clippers and the Pelicans. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, well, that's I've, changed. I've changed. Mm. I've got your Denver Nuggets missing the playoffs, unfortunately. Well, yeah, it's just the wrong time of year to try and add someone back, I think. You know, like the Millsap coming in, Gary Harris going out. We, we're very, we'll finish 10th at this rate, honestly. I couldn't see us even jumping the clips, which is sad. I called it a couple of weeks ago, like looking at your road record that you had coming up. Granted, yeah. I didn't think a road loss to the Grizzlies or the yeah. Mavs was on the hand, no. but... The Grizzlies I, had lost 19 in a row before last Yeah, night. that was embarrassing. I, I just, I guess, um, I thought, you know, like Millsap coming in on the road would be enough. Like, he's wily, he's mm. a good defender, but it hasn't worked out at all. It's sort of been a perfect storm of, of crapness. Yeah, like you said, it's the worst time of year to yeah. try and reintegrate, which kind of, just quickly on a side note, has me a little bit worried about the Cavs. Yeah, you've got LeBron James, though. That's a true. healthy LeBron James. Yeah. So it's never going to be a big issue. No. no. Like, you can figure things out on the fly while LeBron keeps the ship afloat. Yeah. Know? That's but, good um, but, yeah, the, the West is looking pretty, like, still pretty gnarly. Although it really does look like it's just going to be the Clippers' nugs missing. Which which makes sense, right? We said the yeah, Clippers would miss. I still, I'm still worried about the Spurs. The, the rest of their schedule is really, really tough from here on mm. out. Well, in all honesty, actually, looking at the standings right now, I could see the Nuggets going on a run and jumping the Pels, and then my prediction actually would have been right. Yeah. The Pels and... I think the Pels... Pels have lost four of their last five. Yeah, I'm not sold on just Ant Davis. Like... You called it, You need a Twan Moore, and who else have they Drew Holiday. Well, Drew Holiday's been really good. Who's their other... other, Oh, who's Miritich, right? Yeah. You need Miritich and Moore to be playing, like... World class basketball, like they they need to be at their best. Yep. For the Pels to do good, so I, I could still see them missing. Honestly, like Davis went on that crazy tear, but now it's you feel like he's come back to reality. Yeah, it's running yeah. out of steam a bit. Like yep. you couldn't see he, he might re up for one. Like what is it? How many games left? Ten. Right? About a dozen. Yeah, Each team about, has about twelve or thirteen. He could just give us ten big ones, but honestly, I could see it. Yeah, no, I could see um, they're missing again, which would be nice. So least. you got the Pels as probably the team to drop out. If there is one, yeah, yeah. I got this. I've still Spurs, got the Spurs. Yeah. So here's the Spurs remaining you, do you schedule. Think the Spurs will get 
will get knocked over the clips. Like, you think the clips will get in? Maybe, yeah. Oh, no. No, I don't Who'd think I so. have? I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. The Clippers, the Clippers schedule going the, forward. Sorry. But yeah, so... They've got the split over the Nuggets. But the Nuggets have the split over the Spurs and the Pels, okay. interestingly enough. Well, just quickly, here's the Spurs' leftover games. Right. So they've got Golden State, yep. Washington, mm-hmm. Utah, Milwaukee, Washington again, OKC, Houston, the Clippers, Lakers, Portland, Kings, and then the Pelicans. It could honestly come down to that last game against the Pels. You're right. It's it's going to be interesting. And the, the Nuggets have the Wolves and the Blazers their last two games yeah. as well. And I think the Wolves before that as well. Like, it's Wolves, Blazers, Wolves. Yeah, so. it's going to be interesting. It will. There's right, a couple so of interesting, like, tiebreakers. Yeah, yeah, like, you're I, right. I, obviously, I only know the Nuggets. But I know the Nuggets have the breaker over the Wolves, the Blazers... Well, next week I might I'll crunch a little bit some more numbers and we'll look at it a bit we'll tighter. Have a real but yeah. yeah, it's it's tight and it's pretty exciting. Like it's gonna it's gonna be one of the best finishes to the year that we've seen in a while. And like even though the eight are locked and in, last year was a good finish. Yeah. Too, we were like, whoa, this is an amazing finish. Yeah. But this year it's gonna like it's something we've never seen. Even though the eight are locked in in the east, there's a lot of like the paces or the heat right. could just jump four spots and the sixes the paces, yeah, they're, they're a bit unknown yeah. I don't rate them at all but they've yeah. just been just quietly playing like good basketball so it's tough it's really interesting yeah alright so that kind of covers our NBA stuff we that we wanted got to, to touch on outside of the the top eight in each conference here mm. now really like yeah there's still some great great basketball going on outside of the NBA that's true yeah so how's speaking of outside of the NBA how's your uh, bracket looking I honestly, I've not looked at it. I'll, I'll, I'll get it up while you have a look. All right. So, my first podcast slash um, YouTube video that I released was me making all my March Madness picks. I did an article on the Monday, and it was Friday, I Should think, that I recorded. No, Thursday, yeah. I recorded my. Well, Should have stuck to your guns. I, I was wrong both ways. So, for those that didn't view the video or listen to the podcast, I had Arizona winning it all. And they literally lost in the first round. So that wasn't a great start. I still oh, managed to get I've solid. just seen my bracket. Oh, no. really I still managed to do okay, and I'm still looking okay, but it's not good when I'm trying to make a reputation as a sports blogger, and I'm like, yep, the no, Wildcats no. are going to win it all, and they lose literally the first you're, round. You're really, you're really good in the AFL world, so that's okay. Yeah, Give say. yourself some slack. My, on my bracket, I uh, only have 28% right. No way. I'm ranked 12.4 million, and I have 310 points overall. Oh, like, I've got 310 points overall as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Virginia losing, and like Tennessee getting busted by Loyola, Chicago. There's just like it's been yeah. a lot of big upsets. So like, well, no one has a perfect one anymore. Right? Nah, no, after What's Virginia's upset, Virginia? no one had a perfect bracket That's left. Just Although I think that was like through maybe just through like ESPN or something. But yeah, no one would have. Picked. Anyway, no one had a lot of. I think. 25% of people had Virginia winning it all in like overall wow. yeah wow. and they lost literally first round and that's the beautiful thing about the tourney even though like the two two number one seeds are gone aren't they mm. was was Arizona a one seed no they, oh, they were oh okay but two like real big favourite well lots more than yeah. two have, have gone but it's still just like super interesting could go by the any, time, anyway by the time everyone hears this the Xavier Florida State game might be over, but I did actually predict Xavier, who are a one seed, to go down today to FSU. Oh, right. So oh, massive as well. This could be uh, me forecasting the future. And Z- Xavier really don't 
Yeah, four cousins. Yeah, they, they really don't have like a, a single great player. Do no, they? no really. they're one of those. Trevor Blewett's good. Yeah, yeah, they're one like of those late, team. He's a late second rounder, perhaps you know, like if yeah. it comes down to it. That's where he's he's predicted to go like fifty seventh to Denver. Well, speaking draft. of the draft, um, let's just quickly touch on the best players who are left over. Sure. So, um, the second round of the to determine who's in the Sweet Sixteen is going on right now. I think Purdue and ex- uh, sorry, Purdue and Butler are playing. Yeah, it's a close game too. Yeah, um, I said the best player left over was Marvin Bagley from Duke, and honestly, I think that just looking at the teams that are left, Duke's probably going to make the final four and maybe win it all. Like, I, they're right up there. You're right. I think it comes... I think there's four four teams, really, that could make the case for having the best player. All right. Well, let's go through who the, the best players left in the top. So, who we the, so I think it's the Duke guys, yep. Carter and Bagley. But Bagley, I would... He would probably be my number one pick for the best player left. Yeah. The Michigan State boys, Jackson Jr. and Bridges. Yep. Or I had them on my list. the Kentucky duo, Knox and Gilgis-Alexander, or Bridges at Villanova. It's pretty cool to think that, with the exception of Bridges, there's like a duo at each of yeah. those things we've listed. I so guess that's the nature of the NCAA and how yeah. the, all the uh, recruiting goes these days. You know? I really want to see Duke, Michigan State. I think that would be a lot of fun. I would love to see Kentucky get through like they're hitting their straps at the right time. They've yeah. got two like really exciting young Backcourt players. Gilgis well, Alexander might be like the dude who has like his draft stocks risen the most from when the conference tournament started to like the end of March. Doesn't Madness. he remind you a little bit of Spider as well? Like, oh yeah, a little bit. Like, probably not as good a shooter, but yeah. like very similar, but and a better defender. Like, he could come into the league and people sort of not pay him attention for like rookie of the year yeah. buzz, but actually just blast. Him. I love Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox like. I'm not exactly sure how tall he is. I think he's like 6'8", six, 6'9", six, but yeah. he just reminds me of like a couple of inches taller Devin Booker. Yeah, like he I can could... just score in such a variety of ways. Yeah. I love... I really want... If LeBron uh, leaves, I would not mind the Cavs taking him with a Brooklyn pick. Yeah, it'd be nice. But that would, at the that moment... Would be dropping a bit. I was going to say, at the moment, I think we're situated about 6th. Yeah. So if that's the case, then you know I'd probably want like Porter or Bagley, someone yeah. like that. Just weirdly, how was Bagley sliding on all these draft things? I think that he could. I mean, there's some pretty talented he was the number dudes. one draft pick for a while. Wasn't yeah, it? Like halfway through the year, yeah. it was like, oh my god, this guy's going to be like the best player in the draft. Defense is that yeah, what? That's, I think that's what it is. Is it's he just, explosive? He I is, but much of him. he is, but like, but not he's really. only explosive when he's within four foot of the ring and doing a dunk. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have a quick first step and like drive right. to the rack. Yeah. Yeah, big I men, big like big men who are, are really good scorers in college are a little bit hard to get behind. I think just mm. because you know, like they're not going to have the moves in the yeah. league for at he least was, two or three years. I heard someone say that his NBA comps Chris Bosh, which I think suits. Like he's got oh, a right. solid jumper, but Chris Bosh was never regarded as a great defender. Yeah. Okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That that makes sense. I think he's I similar like, in the Bosch mold. Yeah. Probably a little bit more explosive. Okay. But and his teammate Wendell Carter, they think, is pretty similar to Al Horford. Oh, right. Like a bit of a do it all type. Oh, okay. And he's like really good defensively. Doesn't like get beaten very mm. often. But he's not as explosive. So yeah, they're two. Like I think I, Duke's got the best two. Probably I almost put Carter second. I mean, I, I like Duke to win it all just because they've got Allen as well. Yeah. Like who's like a real solid, stable guy. 
senior, he's gonna he's gonna play well. But I, I from here, other than Syracuse, obviously, I, I hope Kentucky wins it. I want to see Grayson fun. Allen uh, blow up again and start crying or like trip someone, punch someone. Oh, just, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, he was a bit of a dickhead for a while. Wasn't yeah, he? he's still he still still is strikes right. me as a bit, of, but he kind of calmed down a bit. Mm. I think Kentucky would be the funnest, but honestly, it's probably going to be Bridges at Villanova. Let's be honest. Yeah, like, I think. Like so a it, solid player on a really good team. How's your uh, final four picks looking? So mm. my final four, obviously I had Arizona winning it all, so that's not going to come to fruition. Yeah, but I, I had Nova, Michigan State and Gonzaga all winning their regions, which all still could happen. So Yeah, right. I, I think I had Duke going a long way. I actually, honestly can't remember off the top of my head. I'll have a check while you... Yeah, so it's pretty interesting. I think... Barring anything huge, it looks like most of the top seeds will win out today. But yeah, I mean, that's the coolest thing about March Madness is you never really know. Like, so I, Michigan, Michigan beating Houston at the buzzer last night. Like those yeah, type of things true. are just awesome. I had Kentucky beating uh, UNC beating Kentucky in the final four, but okay. I also had Oklahoma beating Murray State because I picked. Oh, that's right. I went yeah. that big, big upset run. Oh, that's right. So those are both first round outs, my two final fours. Nice. So that covers, I guess, a lot of the March Madness stuff we wanted to talk about. I think, just quickly, I was going to talk about some of the games that were left today. Right. So in the NBA, Houston versus Houston plays Minnesota tonight, which is like a really, really big game yeah. in the context of the Minnesota are seventh at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. Like, pretty close to... Maybe. Oh, no, the Spurs are seventh. Minnesota six, I think. Sounds about right. So that's huge. Like honestly, yeah, yeah, that could be massive because I think you know, like like I said, Denver's got two games to go against them, which yeah. like they could easily get the the split, and then like that changes everything. Portland plays the Clippers, and Boston also plays the Portland Pelicans. That's, so that's if Boston huge. and Portland beat the Clippers and Pelicans, it just leaves it wide open yeah, yet again. You're right. It, it, it's not. I I'm feeling a bit far away because I'm a Nuggets fan. I'm, yeah, I'm on the outside looking in. But we've actually got like good splits left. Yeah, that those last two slots in the West are really interesting. Nice, and those those could go on to like really upset bigger teams as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. All right. By the time we finish recording, it'll probably almost uh, be exactly the time that Syracuse Michigan State tip off, oh, which will be great. That'll be a good fun. Game. Syracuse is your uh, college team. Yeah, I don't because of Mellow, I think yeah. back in the day. I, I just didn't, don't have one. Obviously I don't really don't know why I started going for Ohio State. Probably because of LeBron's LeBron, affiliation right? with him. Yeah, yeah but like he never played for them. So, yeah. but yeah, I really like Michigan State as well. I don't know why. Yeah, I always like because them. they're Big Ten rivals of Ohio State. I've kind of, mm. I kind of can't like them. Although I do like them. Like Magic Johnson went there. They've got some cool. They've always had like solid players. Gary Harris. Yeah, yeah, I really like them. Yeah, Dream so the Cuse will play Michigan State. That's a pretty good game. Texas A and M versus North Carolina. It'd be interesting. Texas A&M yeah, have some they big look dudes. Good. They like, look good too. Like, yeah, they they did look good against Providence. Yeah. Nevada, Cincinnati, eh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Clemson, Auburn, very similar. Uh, I, I like Auburn. I don't know why. Yeah, okay. There's something about them I like. Cam, the Cam clash of the there. Tigers. Yeah, Charles Cam went there. there. Charles Barkley was an Auburn boy. Yep. I really like them. Like underrated as a sports school. Anyway. Yeah. So there's there's some interesting games left for. Uh, March Madness still. Yeah, which one takes your interest the most? Today or potentially? Probably Syracuse, Michigan State. Only because I think out of all the guys, players-wise left, Michigan State has the coolest players playing today. That makes sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm really... I'm so intrigued by Miles Bridges on Michigan State. Yeah. He was... So, I don't know if you know, but he 
was meant to declare for the draft last year, mm. stayed because he wanted to win it all, like with his team this year. Yeah, I think I did hear that. I think he was like the consensus. Yeah. Like everyone's like, oh, he could be player of the year. Yeah, but, right. and like his numbers, they've gone up, haven't they? Yeah, like, he's, he's a sophomore, his problem, so his problem areas have got better. His right? his shooting from the free throw line's gone up immensely, mm. but like his three point shooting's just. Because he's, he's a wing player, mm. so everyone has him kind of tabbed as a 3 and D type yeah. dude. But his three-point shooting's yeah, it's, it's weird. He's like the dude who takes like six threes a game, and you're mm. like, oh, he probably, like, he's really good at getting to the rack, so like maybe he should just take a few yeah, less. Right. But I think the reason that he's had to take a few more is just because of like his supporting cast and that. So yeah, I think he'll be a really good prospect. Mm. He's, hasn't, he's in the Denver mark as well. So that's I was going to say, he hasn't... Had any like insane numbers, so he'll probably he could be a like draft day slider. Mm. So. Well, I think I think the best indicator for a shooter is if like if you're tabbed as someone who has to be a shooter out of college, are you a good free throw shooter? Yeah, like Jamal Murray is a great free throw shooter. Like even though he hasn't totally like realized his three point shooting in the league, you still know he's a good shooter. Yeah, I think free throws are a really good indicator. I don't know why. It's just like mechanics. Makes sense. It's mechanics plus. Like how in your head are you at the in the situation? There's a lot of pressure when you're alone up there on the, the line. Everyone's watching you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. All right, but, nice. So before we go, we have to talk about the AFL, our uh, native sport. So it's good. It's going to be weird following the AFL this year from the other side of the globe. It will be. Yeah, we're going to miss a lot of games. Yeah, those afternoon games. Although, like, which we, West Coast kind, always seems yeah, to be? I, I kind of just watch. A lot of footy when I was back home because it was on TV. Like I would yeah. still go through and watch the YouTube, or like the AFL.com highlights after the game, and yeah. So I don't, I, I don't think it'd be too bad of of the AFL. If, if I'm being honest, yeah, like okay. I've sort of become that in the NBA as well. I just care about West Coast and Denver, right. like and, well, I, and but I but I obviously I know enough about. Speaking it. of West Coast, we'll talk quickly about you're a Coasters fan and I'm a Dockers fan, so we'll talk yeah. quickly about those two, and then we'll. <clears throat> Make a little bit of a prediction of like who you think might win it all. Okay. Right. So, touch on the coasters. A lot of people have them sliding out of the eight. They <laughs> snuck into the eight last year, finished eighth, and then had that epic game against Port Adelaide. Yeah. So what yeah, do, that's right. Do that's... you think that they could repeat in the finals? I think. I think. I mean, I might sound a bit one-eyed. I, I really think they can make the top eight this year. Like, yeah. who they lost were was slow midfielders. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Like, I can't... Who else retired for us? Can you Critus, remember? Petrie. Mitchell, Petrie, oh, yeah. I mean, Petrie actually but, was great for us. Well, that was because Nick Nat was out. Yeah. And kind of you slide, that. You slide Nick Nat, lie sets back, mm-hmm. and Vardy had a great year with, he did. without Nick Nat. So, like, we've got all of a sudden three really great Ruckman. Yeah. And, like, a transcendent Ruckman in Nat Anui. I, I'm so upset we didn't get to see Nat Anui to... Uh, Sam Mitchell, like yeah, and, and made imagine because he's had, never had a great ruckman. In no, his he hasn't. Had. He's never had a good ruckman. Like McAvoy still, and yeah, he's still who was their ruckman before that? Like uh, Trent Crowe, pinch hit. I remember. Yeah, like, I, I genuinely can't remember. No, neither. I, so there, like, yeah, that says it all, I guess. And I, I think like yeah, one more of one one year of Natanui to Mitchell would have been amazing. What do you so think? So Natanui's back. We lose some slower players out yeah. of the forward line. We get some youth. Uh, I, I could see those young guys, because a lot of them are second-year players. They mm. just missed because of injury. So they're going to yeah. be mature. Simpson was saying, I think there's going to be like four five, or five yeah. debutants in the first round. So that'll be exciting. I think they'll be they'll be solid this year. What I do you don't think their ceiling is? Do you see them like maybe cracking the top, or like top six five, or something? Top yeah. five, I think. 
yes, five or six could be where they go. They could have one of those years like they did when they won the wooden spoon and then they finished yeah. fourth. Like I could genuinely see them doing. I haven't pegged to finish at about the same spot. Yeah, losing JK for the first like month of the season. That's, that's a bit of a tough one, but. We I mean, do have a not... few good young guys coming in who are second-year players who still haven't debuted. Like, yeah. Waterman's coming in to replace him. Yep. It'll be interesting. It'll be a good challenge to start the season. Yeah. You'd rather that on your front end than your back end. Yeah, you're right, be, actually. I think that'll be great. I, I, and I think those young players... We haven't lost any players out of the back line. Yeah. Which is like... So, it's nice that we've got a solid defensive team. And we are a good defensive team. So, so your first couple of games, you've got Sydney, Sydney at home... Then you've got... Surely we'll win that because we're at Optus. Like, yeah. New, then you've got the yeah, Dogs on the road, mm. Geelong at home, Gold Coast at home, Carlton at the MCG. So even if you're missing JK and you go two or two of them, that's, that'll it's be solid. See I, well. I think we'll be okay. And but then you got I don't us, think we'll win. No. And then you've got us in round six. So I think that Frio... Yeah. I, what, what I, do don't, think, I don't think they'll crack the finals this year. I just don't see them having enough firepower up forward. Yeah, I agree. We did, we did draft really well. I'm excited about some of the young talents we got. I honestly think that Luke Ryan um, on our back line, okay. like just as a, a rebounding defender, kind of like Grant Birchall, like he's a taller rebounding defender, got a really good kick. I think he's going to like kill it this year. I think yeah. it's going to be awesome. But I, I don't know much about him. To be I'm just so... I don't think that our forward line is capable of kicking winning score. We've well, got McCarthy, you're... we've got Tabernard. Yeah. Mickey Walters is probably going to play more in the midfield this year. Yeah. So well, we just got, can't kick yeah, a winning score. You've got a suspect forward line. You're missing the Hill boys. They've had a broken pre-season, yeah. haven't they? Like, I think, who, who I think so Bradley's going to play round one, but Hill's, right. Stephen's not, and it's yeah. Yeah, up in the air. And your back line is, let's be honest, just it's just okay. Mm. Yeah. Fife obviously is coming back, and Neil are, are impressive. Your midfield's solid. If we get... There's not a lot. If else. we get another 15 to 20 games into our top picks... Yeah. If be we nice find to see someone, Lee, to, Lee Spur come yeah, it'd yeah. be if we find someone to kick forty goals this year, and we finish mm-hmm. about tenth or eleventh, yep. and Fife looks healthy, then that'll be a, a it, win for me. That'll be a tick. It'd be nice to see McCarthy and is it Tabner? Yeah. Know, it'd be nice to see that. Plus, there's one other young fella, isn't there? Well, we've got Kirsten in the mix right. a little bit. Like I thought, you drafted a youngster. Anyway, it'd be nice to now, see them the drafting. 38, 40 goals each. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, like, oh, they've developed well. Like The draft pick that I've got us like claiming... Uh, sorry, let me say that again. The draft pick that we got, like the top dude that we drafted, I think that he will be just an absolute star. What, what is he playing? What's he's he a playing? midfielder, but he's like does all the like dirty, gritty stuff. Okay. Like He kind of reminds me, weirdly, of Sean McManus. And I think he's oh. actually wearing Sean McManus's oh, number. Oh, there you go. That'd but be- like... His name's Andy Brayshaw. I reckon he'll be like a future captain of the club. And okay, he's probably wow. my pick to win the Rising Star Award. Only because I feel like Freo will just give him all the games because they don't really have anything else to lose. It'd be like, nice to well. see a dashing, a dashing player win it this year. Yeah. That's Cam Rayner, the top pick at Brisbane. Yeah, he right. Could, he's right up there. I've got a lot of... I'm feeling good about Francis Watson for West Coast. I think he's going to have like a total under-the-radar year. I and it's does. the dash that we need off the back line. We yeah. don't have that. We've got great inset markings. So, who, point, who do you have looking at your top eight? Oh, we're getting a bit stuck on our own teams here. Yeah. I haven't crunched fully the eight. I think that uh, Geelong and Adelaide... Yep. Will win. I think they finished one and two last year. I think they're going to go one and two again. Uh, yeah, I like. I quite like that. Richmond looked like an absolute wrecking ball this preseason, so I think that they will uh, probably just 
finished right I up there. I could see Richmond finishing about fifth, honestly. I, I think they had a great run end to end last year, obviously. Yeah. I, I'm not sold at them, to be honest. Um, like, good midfield, solid forward line, okay back line. But like Rams They're just so he, good at that like pressure footy though. Like they just the they suffocated is, teams in the preseason. Granted, like, it was like North Melbourne and Essendon. Yeah, I think, so. they don't have any great young players. Like Rioli's nice, but but really, they're good. Good players are they're getting older. Like Dusty's, well, that's what I mean. Like they're all in their prime now, which yeah, is why Dusty's, I think they'll be good again this year. That's true. I just don't see there's like you need a groundswell each year, and I don't yeah. see it coming from those Richmond youngsters. Fair but I like them. They're, they'll be fifth for me. Um, I like Port Adelaide again this year. Yeah, I think the Dogs and the Demons might jump back in. I don't think Essendon will make the flight. GWS obviously making it again. Everyone has GWS winning it all. Like they're the favourites. Yeah, I don't. I'm I don't, not a big fan of them. I agree. I think Adelaide will probably. I feel get like year. Adelaide or Geelong. I feel like the Giants are like where Richmond will be in two years' time. So like all the Giants players were in their prime two years ago. Oh, you think? Like the I think the Giants are just going to start going down. Yeah, Cameron, I don't. Like, Cornelio. Not a fan. Really? I don't. I might not even have them finishing in the top four. I kind of liken them to you know when it was um, it was always West Coast and Adelaide. This is around when West Coast won the premiership. Mm-hmm. It was always Adelaide and West Coast going for the top two in the yeah. league, but yeah. Adelaide never won it. Yeah, I, I think they that. might do something like that, like be contenders for six years, but just never, never have crack through. Yeah, I just don't... I mean, but Kelly's a third-year player. He's a fucking amazing... Yeah, he's... my French. Like, he's incredible. They've got some amazing. really good players. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Really I don't know. I don't really know why. I'm just not as sold on them. I agree. But I, I could be proven them. wrong. I really genuinely hate them. Yeah. So, I think that's why. Melbourne, everyone's on, but I'm a little bit worried about Melbourne, yeah. to be honest. Like, I can't see it happening. We're kind of rambling on just firing shots off at every... You know, team all around the joint. That's I haven't, true. I haven't finalised my top eight. I'm mm. actually doing my AFL like complete season preview. Right. Um, it'll probably come out in a couple of hours okay. tonight or tomorrow. So yeah, hit up sportsbyfry.com to read that. Yeah, another plug there. Um, I think that's pretty much it. We've Great. covered covered all the stuff we wanted to cover. The games on offer today are pretty good, so we might honestly go and just start watching them. Yeah. Um, I have Geelong winning the flag. I'm going to go on the record and say it now. Yeah. Gary Ablett going back there just is a massive ad for them. I could see that. That's probably, I would probably pick Adelaide, but I could see them. It'll be them and Adelaide in the Grandy, I think. Yeah. That's my feeling, for sure. Yep, that sounds about right. All right, awesome. Thanks for listening. The first ever Sunday sit down. Hopefully, next week we'll be talking about. Um, our brackets still kind of being intact yeah. and the Nuggets uh, climbing the West standings. That would be lovely if the Nuggets coming back. I really want the Cavaliers. West Coast with a win as well? Yeah. Well, I think, what time? Oh, so it's no, Monday morning. No, it's Monday morning back home. Oh, of course. Yeah, so yeah, we'll around. be able to talk about the complete round one. Awesome. That would be cool. Be... I think there might be a game on Monday. So oh, we're going to miss but... that West Coast game. That's on too. So 3.20 in the morning. Hey, why not? Let's get up and watch that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. All right, thanks for listening. Um, please make sure if you liked what we've spoken about or you like our voices that you subscribe to the Sports by Fry podcast channel. Um, give us a rating and review on iTunes. I'm going to, over the next week, fire out the podcast, try and get it up on Spotify and Stitcher and a few other platforms. So wherever you get your podcasts, uh, comment, let me know, and I'll make sure that it's um, on that streaming. Medium. Yeah, medium. Thanks for joining the show. J-Lo. Thanks, mate. Um, Yeah, until next time, peace.